Hello. Welcome to episode 2 of the Tifa podcast. It's Anuj Nakade, one third of the Tifa podcast regular content designers and I will be sitting down in this episode with Aditi Rakhe, the curator of Futures of Intimacy and uh, Futures of Sexuality uh, from Tifa and Anukhi Shah who is the curator of Siberia at Tifa along with me, curator of Meme Regime and Deep Fried Neurons for those of you who know me from my youtube channel the three of us gathered again this time with the intention of creating a time capsule for how intimacy changed significantly in the presence of internet and a global pandemic that basically made socialization impossible the time capsule of course has stories told by people who are among the audience i assume i hope at least and uh, me aditi and anokhi just contextualize the stories so that they're not lost far ahead in time that's it i hope you enjoy the episode story 1 Yes, yes. Tell me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was not. So now I'm showing the video. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I was an educated person, teacher in charge in the school, but <laughs> I did not know about the technology of, I did not know actually about the technology of many things. <laughs> I can say the TV and all this? No. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, it's okay. Uh, if you want to talk about TV and all this. No, that also, no? Technology issue or only about... Uh, Are you talking about communication through technology? Communication. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. I did not know the use of mobile. How to no, use it? No, now you have to start again, Amuma. ஓகேங்கா <laughs> <laughs> I never, though I was educated, a teacher in charge, and I never thought about buying a mobile because I didn't, I didn't think that it will be useful to me. Then once, when we were traveling from Baroda to Surat, Surat to Baroda, Pune to Baroda, Baroda to Pune, we never, I did not have a mobile. And it once I start from that place and I could not contact my daughters to tell them where I have reached. Until unless I reached the destination, I was not able to tell them about our whereabouts. Hmm. Then, then, I, then I thought of buying a mobile. Hmm. So I got a simple mobile one because I wanted to learn first. So I bought a simple one. 
I started learning on that, and then when I learned a little of operation, then I bought a better one, and then again I went to a better one. Once I start, I learned WhatsApp and video call. On the second one, then I went bought a better one. Hmm. Now I can I know how to use the video. I can I know how to do video call. I know WhatsApp messages I can use. If I have to buy something, if I have to keep in touch with someone, I I that mobile is very useful and I can communicate with my relatives, with my grandchildren, and then I I get all the information. If there are some religious functions going, temples going on in Kerala, this is my native place. I get. I get the pictures of that through by mobile, which I can see because of this technology. Especially during this coronavirus time, when I am not able to attend any of the functions. Same way, my granddaughter got married. We were not, we were not able to go for that marriage, but we could see it through. Because of the mobile, we could see what's the marriage function. Hmm. Same way, I connect with my friends, with my friends, with my colleagues, with my relatives. If there was no mobile, it would not have been possible during this time. That is, this. Uh, corona time. It would not have been possible to keep in touch with anyone. Hmm. So I think I have to still learn many more things. Hmm. <laughs> Is it enough? Ah, okay. One second. So like, there's this amazing video that I watched by Exerbia. Anybody listening, please go check out his channel. It's called Unlimited Rice Pudding. It's a little more unrelated than what we're talking about, but mostly the video talks about how if you build a time machine and go back in time, if you show people events that are going to occur and show them applications of technology that don't exist in their time, they're one, going to treat you like a god, two, like see you with amusement. Uh, sort of like how in Ghost, in Ghost of Tsushima, the ghost is visited with uh, a certain amount of awe. One of the things that I yeah. could hear uh, in the voice is the amusement at the fact that this scale of communication across distances was possible because of phones and uh, laptops. And that really like changed my perspective on the way... I look at video calling and how much I take it for granted. It feels like a yeah. very big um, ripple effect of somebody's invention. I don't know. I I I get the amusement bit, uh, but at the same time, like the amusement and awe. But at the same time, I also get a lot of sort of what do what do I call it? I'm missing a word for it. Uh, so this sort of feeling grateful for for a certain uh, type of sort of communication existing and being grateful to sort of be able to learn it and know it and um 
and sort of um, also on some level show off that you know it which i found really cute uh but yeah like I, I, that's what i uh, uh sort of felt in that call and we also have to understand that this is coming from a person who is in her late 80s <laughs> who has lived through like independence and uh, like wars and god knows like a plague in surat and like god knows what not and now she's in this sort of little bubble where there are like 10 people she likes and <laughs> she wants to talk to <laughs> and just the fact that she can is is great for her um so i feel that and also yeah i i i i like that element of pride over there you know i like that i, I look where we were and here we at you know <laughs> i like i like that in a in a sort of real time format that's what i i sensed from the conversation one of the things that i'm a little guilty of is like accusing older generations of juvenoia i've done it on my podcast multiple times and i mean of course the entire meme thing sort of just like takes over from once in a while but it was so refreshing and so cute to hear um a person from a generation that i don't belong to to actually praise phones for a change <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, and the fact that technological prowess in that sense sort of the pride that you mentioned is like um being exhibited in the way it is it just is amazing to me <laughs> so we had another conversation I- yes anuki sorry what i what i personally found interesting is when she talked about the onus of like figuring out new things and like new ways of communication it kind of reminded me of different moments when i like also discovered new apps and like new ways to uh, communicate like when i first came on discord which was probably a few years back i was just so mind blown with the idea of having so many people together and also like organizing different communities channels and things like that right like we've all been on the whatsapp group and you're just like as a tech junkie you're always like how am i going to like communicate a simple message to only the people who need to know this but not me privately sending it to everyone right so i also like it kind of reminded me of these different new apps also that come out which are very well designed there were like a bunch that like a few friends of mine found where we would play games and like these were apps that were made for like i'm talking about mobile apps i'm not talking about like the pc gaming i'm talking about mobile apps which were like like we played a lot of ludo and like it was so funny because you could see your friends like killing each other on a simple ludo game but it's all happening through the phone right and it's it's and like you could like um kind of abuse with the asterisks and things like that <laughs> so it was it was also like it's like an all moment maybe it's not that um i don't know uh great as much as like probably discovering a phone but i think like the honest with new tech constantly keeps on happening right like what happens when you wear vr for the first time like someone who's never tried it mm-hmm. right like yeah. they are totally in awe because their brain hasn't even processed the fact that you can like immerse yourself in like a whole yeah. virtual environment so this kind of took me to that that kind of a feeling 
and we don't get to yeah. feel that very often anymore right like i i feel like i don't get yeah. to feel that very often anymore for me it's like something new exists oh of course it's do- it does like obviously this is where we're headed um you know so i like it's very refreshing to sort of go through this experience to someone else's eyes and at the same time um also have this sort of very personal you know association with what they learn like i feel like um my association with learning new technology i have nothing vested in it i just learn it because and then most people in our generation i feel like we just learning because it's there and we should like for us it's sort of like it's out there we should know what vr is and that's what i i sort of believe in that you know uh, uh, if there is a technological um what do you call it education or technological sort of just understanding of what's happening around you it's just better for you at like at the end of the day right uh but here there is a certain element of vested interest she's learning because she wants yeah. to stay in touch like there's no i'm learning just because which is very yeah interesting to me i also i also found it oh. interesting that yeah anuj just to build off of something that you were talking about uh the part where um the part where we're not like sort of impressed or sort of um awestruck because of technology is partly because of like this episode i did on like rules of the internet i think rule 8 or rule 9 something like that please correct me by listening to my own podcast please um is um that if you can think of it it already exists as a post is a thing that was written on the internet in 2006 and i feel like that sort of takes away a lot of enjoyment or like just the joy of discovery from uh, yeah. all of us and i i felt like i heard some of it uh, from a very fresh perspective from somebody who's seen a lot of life uh, mm-hmm. that's all i had to add but i i feel like uh, the point that yeah, no, you were making hanti that this was this was interesting as a technology that is discovered because of a need like a major major need uh, rather than for us who who mm-hmm. who are just curious kind of about uh, about and i what i also felt during the pandemic is a lot of people went through this change like a lot of people had to move yeah. to a virtual platform to kind of just get just get going right all the people who kind of rejected technology to a great extent had no other option but to get on it which was a great uh, great time for for like the whole idea of like being a digital nomad like took off in such a huge way that like people can't go back yeah, yeah. that's true mm um, it 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 really yeah. sort of brings out no it really brings out uh, how the pandemic has changed our relationship with uh, communication technology i feel like and not just sort of this was a more personal um uh, thing but i also feel like on many professional grounds uh at my work for example uh we had to train like we had to like regroup and train people so that they understand how to do basic things like you know hangouts and video conferences and things like that like we had to train them and we had to regroup and we had to teach 
on on the other hand we had to go on ground and sort of teach smaller museums in tier three cities how to use uh zoom and things like that so that they could stay relevant through these times and don't die out so i feel like this this conversation really brought out how much the pandemic has affected our relationship with technology of course it was more on more on a personal scale but even professionally it it just had to happen we another thing that i really noticed and i want to point out before i conclude is that uh, the practice of digital space is something that she got accustomed to uh, because she mentioned how she learned to use the texting channel and how to use the video channel separately i feel like that's a huge difference in understanding just digital space i feel like a lot of people underestimate and that's why you get like video call bloopers or um texts that are incomplete cap- capitals uh that are signed by the person whose contact you already have uh, and i kind of appreciate the fact that that got a acc- like accumulated in her storytelling without prompt and um, in concluding words future is now young people story number 2 in the month of may during the lockdown we were all facing uh, the virtual the we were all coming to terms with the fact that we have to hang out virtually you know and um, i think everybody just started getting a lot onto social media which is exactly what happened with me and you know i was up late uh, till 3 4 i'm just like doing house party group calls and talking to random people and uh, one such not a random person but just someone i've met in a party once of a mutual friend um so you know we just exchanged dms in the past maybe like thrice or four times in maybe six months you know very rare but you know we knew of each other's existences and uh, we liked each other's pictures it was that virtual connection which everybody has with some person and don't they don't really think much about and um so we got to talking we i mean we both you know we had some common things like she was uh, quite a feminist and she was quite an activist as well and um, i i think I, and i kind of like that and i used to quite often respond to her activism posts and everything and we and just one of those days in this lockdown on i think the last week of maybe april we just started talking about activism and um, you know how feminism is actually good for the world and the kind of hate she faces just for being a woman and we discussed this at length and once this this one conversation it stretched from 12 am to 4 am you know and it just just for hours it happened and we just connected very randomly and it was it was great like not going to lie i had a very instructive moment there as well you know you get to listen to a woman's perspective about um the things you actually preach and um, you realize how much more worse it is and it became that much more intimate and uh, you know just one such and you know we, it's it's friendly it's not very um it, i mean it definitely was serious but it had like funny undertones to it and it the humor was up there you know and we both found each other funny we both enjoyed ourselves and then um just suddenly randomly um this is apparent i am told i am quite blind to this but um I, i i much later i realized that throughout the course of these four hours i was being hit on and um suddenly uh, she she and i did not catch up i mean i was not aware that i was being hit on and then i was just 
saying yeah okay i mean you know being stupid and then like she basically had to spell it down for me and she just asked me you know like um i think should we be going on a date when the lockdown ends and um, mind you back then we had no idea how long this is going to go for you know we thought maybe at the end of june max this is going to end and um that's all that's all um, we were thinking and uh, she's like so okay how about you know we go out on date on and then i'm like okay um so as a friend is what i have thought you know we could just chill she's like no definitely not and by the way uh, i'm single uh, and then it struck me like oh okay this is one of those things and um yeah i mean i was quite um i was a little surprised honestly speaking like that that happened because you know i have met this person thrice in my life in the past and um we've not really connected personally apart from this one conversation and um well weird but okay i liked her and um so i just said yes sure we can go on a date is what i had agreed to uh but then a day later i found out that um no apparently not i was in a relationship because i was being called a boyfriend and uh so yeah that was a bit of a roller coaster for me and uh and then i think i just it took me two days to realize that oh okay then i'm in a relationship and what am i supposed to do now and i mean okay of course i did not like mind that i think at the time i was just more surprised honestly then to actually um give it a second thought about what this really means but um i'm like okay cool whatever man lockdown what is the shit let's just go with it um and uh, so but a week later started dawning on me like okay this is um maybe not healthy and uh, then i told her that you know that this is um maybe not the best and this is slightly uh, random Uh, this could have been a bit more nuanced and intimate in my opinion and um, obviously this was all said in my head what i said in real life was uh, that i am supposed to go outside of the country next year so i, I can't make we can't do this relationship thingy because i'm a complete piece of shit and a coward who can't say the truth but um, but yeah apart from that um, i think that one week i was in a relationship and um, and it had to end this way we we still talk mind you i mean she 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 still thinks that you know i'm supposed to go out of the country which i am by the way i am supposed to do that but just next year as opposed to this year which is what i told her uh but yeah but uh, we we are okay we chill we talk but that one week relationship was the funniest and the most random thing i've ever had in my life I mean this is a very familiar story right like it reminds me of dating the the lawless land that dating was in my early 20s <laughs> it was just this is just how it was there was this like this blur in terms of what is exclusive what is not um you know who's dating whom at one point everyone's just dating everyone this it just sort of happens <laughs> you know i just feel like uh that's just how confused and all over the place all 20 early 20 somethings are um but now that there is like an added element of you can't meet each other and sort of like talk to each other or have like physical cues or physical sort of you know um benchmarks for these situations um 
how how does like miscommunication is so easy as we have seen um <laughs> how do we sort of like what are the rules there were already like very little rules uh i remember when when i used to date in my early 20s i knew that the only way you would know something is exclusive if, if is if you had the talk with one particular partner right uh, i mean there were different versions of this all across but like this was one of the most reliable ways of knowing like if you're having the talk it's probably going to lead to some form of seriousness um but then how how do you i'm so i'm really anxious about this situation <laughs> no um as somebody in the lawless land of like early 20s and dating um i know that there is a certain amount of like guilt you feel when you go back on hinge after a really great texting banter um, right and you really don't want to lose that you really want to pursue it but there is a very linear graph as to like how relationships have moved in lockdown at least for me like the one that i've noticed around me uh is that it's meeting each other either through common friends or um through dating apps uh giving each other the instagrams talking in dms having each other's numbers voice calls video calls and after video calls you risk meeting in the pandemic or you actually make it exclusive just on the video calls which What's is also the a point thing. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> is Roman? it is it because there's more there's more like time that you have during the pandemic to talk to people like over chat and over virtual platforms that you wouldn't have had before um i think so i mean i've never texted anybody ever like except in this lockdown <laughs> not to say that i don't have texting relationships i have great texting relationships with like friends who i don't talk to don't know what their sounds are voices are like just like text them like random memes and observations but none of them are exclusive texting rights in a certain sphere of um but what are exclusive texting rights you're going to text other people no it's not going to go away like what is this? I, i think there's a territory of risky texts that you're not supposed to explore with other people okay i'm aware what it is like uh, for example there is a certain branch of wholesome memes which is like exclusively romantic or exclusively sexual mm-hmm. and right. some of it is like non exclusively social uh, sexual i am right. not kidding these are real things and i think that's i am what... very i am very worried right now because i have shared some risky memes with people who are not my partner whom i am very much married to at this point <laughs> So I'm not sure where I stand. Should I like I don't know if I need to send a clarification. Is there a clarification meme that I could share with these people? Actually, you know what? <laughs> with enough you know what? I'm going to do it. In the link for the description of this episode, you're going to find one. <laughs> Anybody who needs it, a hyper specific clarification meme that I just I am this person on the internet. I have no idea what I'm doing. This has no real consequences. Yeah. Because for me it's a different world. For me if I'm just like I'm being friendly and I'm behaving like a 16 year old boy like my brain is 
um and i'm just sending you memes like i would speak to you i didn't know that there were there were consequences <laughs> so for me what what's very uh, very shocking is like i i i was taking this course on like characters and what makes a good character and what i learned was that a lot is dependent on the voice and the uh, the tutor basically said that like when you're outside in strange places just sit like close your eyes and look like your voices and you can like kind of design characters from that right and i just feel like when you're watching a text in someone like how do you know this person is genuinely like meaning what he or she is yeah. saying or like is it a joke i mean i've had so many incidences with people where I'm being so random, like sending random gifs, sending random texts because I'm bored, right? Like it's the lockdown. You don't really have much to do to chill around besides like your virtual devices. So I'm like, okay, cool, let's explore. So like I ended up exploring a lot of gifs and things like that. And there was a point when my when people would react like, what do you like? What do you mean? Like I don't understand. Like so I'm just saying like this randomness. Like how do you know this this person is? trying to be like is it a joke is it like very serious conversation like how do you convey that virtually in a relationship how do you like what is the the line of being exclusive yeah. in a virtual way without without having to like hear the person's voice or like just over text no but it. anokhi i feel like even when you hear each other's voice it bec- it is difficult or maybe i don't know maybe it's just me but i feel like even if you can hear someone and you there's so much room for error even there how like it's just like you're increasing your difficulty level for yourself for what this reason is, <laughs> i don't know this has happened to me so many times there are people who i've texted for a while and then when i really meet them in person and talk to them it's like I don't know this person. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't know what we talked about for the last four months. But like, this is not the person I really want to like okay. physically be around. I wanna, I wanna like make a tiny little jab at this point. Um, a friend of the podcast, Antifa Karan Shah. So me and him, amazing chemistry on Instagram live, amazing chemistry texting. Once we meet each other in real life, it's the most awkward conversation in the world. Just as friends, um, <laughs> it's like two sticks trying to stand in the wind. <laughs> it's hilarious. We avoid meeting each other in real life, and we record stuff online because it's easier for us to like see each other in that space. So I don't know what that says about us, and like that's that's the thing that I'm. seen about a lot of people in my vicinity like yeah. there will be people in college who text each other very very uh, frequently but they will sit at the same table and not talk to each other do you i have a question that i want to just sort of throw in here do you think this has a because i i have been feeling that this has a lot to do with how during school uh we have been sort of in some way shamed for having um romantic or sexual feelings towards the opposite or same gender so we're supposed to be, there's this sort of shame attached to it so when it comes to expressing it physically and in person we sort of respond out of that uh place of shame um 
and and because it has been awkward forever even when he didn't have whatsapp right even when it was just sort of <clears throat> it's easier to send an sms than it is to boy i haven't said sms in a very long time but it's easier easier to send an sms than it is to sit in front of someone and like have a cup of chai or whatever right but and i've genuinely felt like it has a lot to do with how much we have been instilled with shame for having or whatever like maybe shame is not the right word here maybe it's just sort of you know we're not allowed to do so or it's going to have consequences or whatever uh for having these kind of feelings for other people uh in concluded thoughts con- concluded conclusive thoughts i'd have to say that please clarify your boundaries on text it's a uh, it's yeah. important find vocabulary for it kids like you can find it for everything else this is something that's possible maybe you won't have to tell just define the relationship exactly i'm looking forward to the link on <laughs> story number 3 um i'm sorry dude anuj uh, i tried a lot to find some struggle in the way i made new friends in the pandemic but and the more i thought about it i think the more i realized i didn't really have a struggle i had a very healthy circle of friends in the city and when the pandemic happened <laughs> we just kind of very uh i think it was a very uh, fluent transition into hanging out online where uh, one of one of my friends made the discord server where people were uh, free to jump in and out of conversations there were my, a lot uh, a lot uh, um, uh, there were many others who were part of the server and i got to talk to a lot of them and i don't know i think it was it might be just me honestly and i hope it isn't because god i wish people to experience this as well is uh, i think it was just very easy for me to vibe with people on the servers and i found it very easy to kind of make new friends i went to other servers and made more friends there i think uh, the best the most striking thing about this thing of hanging out with friends online was the opportunity that i found for creative collaboration that just kind of for me popped out of nowhere i don't know i mean see i've been trying to find differences between what it was before the lockdown when i used to hang out with people in person versus what it is now uh i don't think there is much difference i mean we still talk about the same drivel that we used to when we met in person but i think the but i think the difference now is that i just do it while watching my friends fight each other in age of empires or or scare each other to bits in a nice horror game um i think one thing has definitely changed since the lockdown began and that is the group of friends that i hang out with 
so before the lockdown there is there is this small group of people that i regularly hung out with and once that proximity was taken out of the equation during the lockdown i think i gravitated more towards people that i actually enjoyed being around more that stimulated me more i suppose so i don't know i think i think that's the main point is i mean of course i have made new friends i don't know if i think i've gone rambling on and on about like how my friendship has changed i have made new friends during the lockdown actually uh like you anuj uh, i met online and it didn't feel any different for me for some reason i think it's also probably a lot to do with the people that we surround uh, a, a lot to do with the people that we surround ourselves by i think because they also made sure it didn't feel like any of us were talking to new people online you know plus of course the fact that the two of us collaborated and created something together helps in dramatically breaking the ice doesn't it and i think it would have been it would not have been as easy to have this creative collaboration in person the way we did online but i don't know i hope this answers your question man i don't uh, i'm kind of at a loss of what to think it just uh, making friends online just kind of came much easier to me than i thought it would i had a lot of reservations about hanging out with and make meeting new people online but having actually done it in the safety of my friend circle i suppose it made it's made it much easier for me to do it with more people on in other places on the internet please cut that together properly i'm sorry bye i hope my ramblings made sense and sorry about this fucking dog in the background bye so finally enough this story is actually about how me and saket met on a mutual friends mutual friends discord server and <laughs> um For the first three weeks that Saket knew me, he had no idea what my real name is. He just called me Hamas, and uh, to this day, whenever I catch his like WhatsApp on stream, the first thing I see is my name Anuj Hamas and whatever content I've sent him. Uh, and there's something weirdly comforting about that—that that I'll be known as Hamas somewhere <laughs> in some corner of the internet. <laughs> um yeah it's it's kind of quite interesting how friendships have changed during this pandemic i i think i've had a lot of similar experience but not in terms of making new friends but in terms of like reconnecting with some friends which with whom i really couldn't connect physically because they are in distant corners of the world but then virtually we're like communicating on all platforms discord steam whatsapp i message facebook instagram all of that right and i i'm a person who's really bad with names like i never remember people's names but interestingly i can always associate someone with their instagram name. yeah it's and, a it's a and, thing yeah it's a thing it's a thing yeah yeah 
and i i mean i also feel like instagram names are kind of creative in a way and you know there's like this characteristic of the person somehow there yeah. and you can just kind of associate that with the with the person it's it's just so much easier than kind of remembering your names uh, yeah one of the things that i can sort of relate to is at memeji <laughs> i had to introduce a lot of young meme people who would be mm-hmm. interested who are really interested in each other's work know like each other's work right off the bat uh so i remember i had to introduce again i'm taking karan as example because i'm going to beat that horse dad um i had to explain karan chu and ultra arcade to somebody because both of them knew each other's work did not know each other and if i had to like introduce the two of you probably i think i would go polish and gobble funker because yeah. those are just like ideas that you know about especially yeah. when you come from digital space the transition to like human space uh, yeah. it's a very interesting change in names yeah no last this the same thing happened with uh, trishla and i uh, when last year we were doing a residency called illustrators offline so we gathered a bunch of really young um, uh, illustrators who had a good like digital footprint and everyone knew everyone from their handles right like we know oh your damle bhai oh cool your real name is aditi right cool okay like it was just so bizarre that all of them had like spoken to each other at some point like digitally but would not remember so they were on some level well acquainted with one another through their online presence and their work and like interacting with each other digitally uh but uh, yeah like i find that i don't know i find that very interesting it's a different kind of friendship i feel like we give it less um weightage when we mm-hmm. sort of think about it but i feel like it's a very different kind of uh it's not exactly you're not they're not your acquaintance right like it is some level of sort of making friends with someone uh one of the it? it is it is it is definitely one of the things that saket said that like sort of uh, triggered something in my head is that the dude who made the intro for tifa podcast machi we met at his discord server and one of the analogies that he constantly makes is that it would be the same if i met you in machi's room while everybody else was hanging out Uh so there is a strange amount of familiarity even though the, this is like a new digital space that we're practicing and i feel like discord in particular is like unique to that uh because i feel like slipping in and out of a conversation where gaming is happening is much easier than slipping in and out of a conversation where uh people are doing something in real life i feel like right uh there's less inner circle outer circle things happening on discord i also feel like your sort of tendencies offline translate here uh mm-hmm. because i am or maybe they don't i don't know um like i can make friends very quickly and easily at work because i feel very much sort of in the zone at that point of time but like on a social occasion it's very difficult for me to like start and hold a conversation and similar for like um when i'm playing on like when i'm video playing video games online or when i'm on a server i'm i usually look 
which is a creepy thing to say but i do usually i find it very odd to just sort of start um you know a conversation because i feel like it's a it's a new style of socializing which i'm not so, so most of the times i'm just sort of sending memes or lurking or sending gifs i i rarely ever sort of like say hi and things like that i just sort of like i'd rather send a meme that says hi you know than just say hi so i feel like there's a very there are similarities and distinctions between the way you interact with new people offline and online um and i personally find that quite interesting in how it sort of translates from one to the other um another way i think um, what i find interesting on these platforms is like you kind of create a different character of yourself yeah you know you kind of have a profile picture or like a game name or like a pet name or something which kind of allows you to create like another identity and somehow that's also been a very interesting conversation that i go and talk to to like new people and i'm just like why are you this person right like what does your profile picture mean and like why is your name this like i really want to know because every person has this like secret story why yeah like why are you global funker why am i polish right like there is always a a story and that becomes like a great icebreaker to kind of associate uh, with the new person and like people are really creative with their uh, profile images especially on discord like maybe not so much on instagram and like other big social platforms but like on discord or like game platforms right like on game platforms it's like you're having a whole uh, you're basically role playing another identity of yourself then i a lot of gaming become, is also that right yeah exactly yeah. but i feel like it it for me that has become like a new way of trying to have a new conversation with somebody else i'm not very great to start with memes So like this is what I do. I kind of like go look at the profile and like, hmm, what is like if I get it, then it's fine. Like I can just go talk about it. But if I don't, then that becomes an even better way to kind of, Break you know, make new friends and like yeah, try and find something interesting because there's definitely a story there. Uh, I just want to make like one interesting personal anecdote type thing. The first thing I've discussed with both of you the first time I met you is why deep fried neurons. yeah like yeah. equivocally that's what what i've discussed with you and uh it you're kind of right in the sense that there's a few role playing things uh, when it comes to discord servers because discord servers also let you nickname privately within the server what your name yeah. is like for example on my server i'm deep fried neurons on this server i'm anuj on another server i'm shakti uh on another server i'm hamas so like that's you can actually specify your role playing and identity to that group yeah which is yeah. kind of um i i think just having it written on a screen uh, changes its temporary nature as to nicknames that groups give you for a while mm. yeah uh, so that's also an interesting addition when it comes to forming relationships in stranger territories but it's true for uh, non digital spaces also I know this is going to sound slightly uh, <laughs> off, like maybe maybe slightly Freudian. I don't know, uh, but uh, it's true. We do play roles, like different roles for different types of you know 
friend circles that we interact with because we are socially quite aware of of you know what works with whom who doesn't mingle with whom what part of yourself works with which kind of people all of these things we we do realize of course it's not as amplified as you know i have a completely i don't have a completely new face <laughs> for a profile picture when i'm meeting uh, a new bunch of people but you do curate these things on some level uh, mm. i feel and and that sort of translates to your digital presence as well building on that i feel like it's been really easy to kind of do that virtually yeah because like for true. me for example uh one thing that i realized during this lockdown is obviously yes i hung out with a lot of people virtually compared to what i would normally and i didn't hang out with so many people in person that i would usually right but what i realized also like it's so fast to communicate virtually that it kind of yourself is satisfied like being in these different groups having your different identities and like just like allowing yourself to go and like tap your interests with different people depending on what role you're playing right yeah and it's it's kind of it's so fast that i feel like that is another reason i feel like time just flew like beyond imagination during the lockdown but also by the end of the day i i also felt like okay but like there's still something missing you know like it's all happening but there's still like something missing hmm yeah i mean of yeah go ahead go ahead sorry sorry of course there is a certain uh, level of authenticity that physically being like meeting and speaking to people adds to things right um i feel like even even say for example if you're thinking about the previous uh, story uh, where we are talking about dating and you know forming romantic intimate relationships online um a lot of it does get authenticated by uh, tactility or by physical presence um but at the same time i feel like you get more freedom and space for creativity uh when i just feel like there are fewer consequences online i don't know why i it's just maybe it's just a perception thing i feel like you know when there are fewer consequences that you have to worry about there are fewer inhibitions and hence you sort of you know go a little uh, all out to uh, express yourself in a certain way to a certain kind of Uh, people or audience or acquaintance i think the i think i believe that the consequences are not immediate right uh like it's not like if you say something stupid you're not gonna like get yanked on it for a, like immediately it's just it's possible it'll stew for like 10 years and then it'll come back as the biggest meme yeah when it says delayed consequence it means delayed consequence by forever <laughs> here's your final story so earlier this year i found myself in uh this small isolated um desert town in southern california called bombay beach and a bunch of friends 
were essentially organizing a very experimental art and technology um, camp of sorts. And so me along with a couple of others from here, from India, as well as people from around the world, were gathering in the desert for a couple of months to sort of build and create and collaborate and do fun things. Um, and so I went out there in February thinking that I was going to spend uh, about a month or till end of March out there. And the next thing you know, the pandemic has struck us and I have no way to come back to India. And so I end up having to spend the next several months. I finally got back in July. Um, yeah, so I ended up spending the next several months out there, stranded in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of strangers, but also friends. And we were surprisingly very resilient. Um, yeah, like once we realized that there was nowhere for us to go and that we were actually relatively safe where we were because we were already pretty isolated and already almost were in a bubble of our own. Um, yeah, and then it soon sort of like became a really um, interesting uh, dynamic between these bunch of strangers who are now, uh, yeah, riding out this crazy like pandemic together. And what we ended up doing was uh, we would, yeah, people just kind of fell into like a really great routine. Like we were cooking meals together. We were going out and watching the sunset every day. We were riding around town. We were hanging out on uh, Discord channels and talking about all kinds of things, sharing resources, keeping each other sort of updated and um, yeah it was uh, really sort of fascinating to see how um, we all uh, just yeah like the way we, we all we, we all had our own sort of reactions about being stranded there and it's this funny thing that happens when you're so far away from home and you don't really have a sense of like oh when you can return or you know, just the lack of sort of information that was sort of not there. And so it wasn't really clear to me when I was going to be coming back. But I was surrounded by a group of like totally amazing humans. And it was a really, really like good time. <laughs> uh, funnily enough, one of the people that we that I spent the summer with uh, was a sort of a, a practicing a budding tattoo artist and uh, she was willing to give us all tattoos um, for any of us who wanted and so I ended up getting 2020 tattooed on my ankle in Morse code as a reminder of this super profound and um, crazy time um, and now it's gonna like <laughs> I, this memory is forever embedded on me and in my memory um yeah and so after spending several months out there coming back to india was uh, definitely a reality shift um and right now i'm i came back end of july so now it's been sort of august i'm like three months into the lockdown here i mean not 
I don't even know if they're in the lockdown anymore. But yeah, um, and the difference between the two environments is so stark and so, so striking. I was talking to a friend the other day and saying how I feel a little bit like an apartment cat out here versus, you know, having the vast, endless desert and being able to see the sunset on the horizon. Um, yeah, these two realities are definitely clashing in my mind when I think about the pandemic. And yeah, but overall, I think I've had a pretty unique and uh, very memorable time with lockdown. Um, so it, interestingly, I was kind of uh, at Bombay Beach uh, with Ria and uh, other people that she talks about. And uh, just to give you a little bit of a of a visual of this place um it's it's in a desert uh in the west coast uh in california right and it was basically a three month long residency uh for tech artists who were invited from all over the world and i was also kind of stuck there just before the lockdown happened in india because the lockdown in america started before it started in india and we were kind of all it was like this uh community living where all these artists are together and it was so interesting to see uh, people from different like different parts of the world all coming together but being in this this quarantine situation and having like this whole movement crisis identity crisis and so on I mean the one thing that this story sort of reminded me of is um, just like the formation of this country I mean India <laughs> um, because I know Pakistan and Bangladesh chose to move out eventually or directly depending on how you chart history. But the only reason this country exists is because it was oppressed by the British. So our common suffrage sort of brought us together. Um, I know it's a very political and a very vast explanation to take, but I feel like it is a consistent observation in history that if a bigger suffering takes over for an entire population, they forget the differences between them, try to work towards harmony and try to like fight a greater adversity. So I felt like that this was a pretty cool story to have non-digitally for people coming together against adversity. Yeah, I was reading about this in... in sorry, I was reading about this in uh, Sapiens, I think. So uh, I was re- reading about two mm-hmm. sort of forces of bringing humankind together, like two sort of examples. One was sort of, yes, of course, greater suffering, which uh, from an evolutionary perspective could also be uh, massive floods and, uh, you know, uh, cyclones and, you know, all of these sort of natural disasters. And at the same time, bringing together people to build massive sort of uh, monuments of ritual uh, which is sort of two ends of a spectrum (laughs) according to me Uh, but yes it does have like a a great sort of stronghold in in human evolution and it's just I feel like it is also all around us wherein we when we think about it uh, being around humans in times of crisis no matter who who these humans are um just sort of 
makes a difference uh, and in a weird way sort of makes you forget about uh, the differences between these different kinds of humans. So uh, I'll give you a personal example. In in 2006, I think the city I live in, I used to live in and I was born in Surat, went through a flash flood. Uh, for about six or seven days, we were all sort of stranded on our roofs um, because we had like water uh, up until like, say two floors and things like that uh, so we were like really badly flooded and we were sort of just sort of living off our roofs and like just within this community of people um here is a bunch of people who just sort of don't get along <laughs> okay just sort of like this whole row of like terraces one after the other none of whom like each other but just somehow because we're all sort of roof sharing at this point just kind of it's a mix of i kind of have to do this if i want to get through this and uh this kind of feels nice at least there's someone beside me as opposed to no one at all so and i could say like as someone who was i think i was what 12 13 at the time um as as a young person i was just sort of i was really perplexed by the idea of like Weren't you fighting with each other for parking yesterday? <laughs> like, what just happened? <laughs> you know? So, like, we've seen this in, like, extreme situations as well. Uh, and, of course, then then there is the situation where Ria was, which is just ideal in every way possible. Like, if, you, if I had to be stuck with people, I'd rather be stuck with these people. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> just to sort of get something out of it um so yeah i feel like i get where you're coming from anuj i i um it's it's not just something that is evolutionary i also feel like there's an element of there's some sort of you know psychological element of you know uh, yeah, yeah, yeah there's like the species mm-hmm. i think there's another thing that I want to add as a layer to it, like, especially in the in the realm of cultural history, which is like super relevant to memes because of the entire boomer meme, like it became the core subject of it. I was reading it like obsessively for the last uh, year or something like that. And what I mostly found is that generational identity by numbers only exists for boomers because hmm. baby boomers were the ones who had that like spike in numbers that nobody else had. Everybody else is categorized by cultural experiences of their place and time. So common adversity in place is also a big thing of like generational identity. For example, everybody remembers like 9-11 or 26-11. So something like that. I feel like this is one of Gen Z is defined by that, right? Gen Z is defined by them not remembering 9-11. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 That's why I identify as like one of those because I was four years old. I have no memory of it. Yeah. And uh however, Gen Z did turn like it did enter the economy right when the pandemic hit. So I don't know who's better off <laughs> in this trade. <laughs> 
yeah i mean going going in a different direction uh talking about like being in an idle situation to be stuck during a pandemic and i totally agree like the situation riya was in is probably uh, great um but i also think another great thing about being stuck in situations like this is uh the necessity of collaboration and like interdisciplinary things that come out especially if you are in a space that kind of allows it right you're physically in a space with creative people or i mean it's obviously the opposite compared to being stuck stuck with your neighbors who you don't like on terrace but then this is this is more of a being in an open space and an infinite open space right and i just feel like uh, collaboration is also something that is difficult but then you're kind of put in this situation where you have to collaboratively creatively live together and like there's interesting food there's interesting visuals there's interesting uh, sunsets i mean like i think it's also a great uh, space to be in if you think about where you would want to be like your ideal situation here in lockdown yeah yeah absolutely like you know see in any situation whether or not you like the people around you if you're stuck in a situation of this kind you are forced to collaborate right yeah so you'd rather be with people who with whom it would be relatively easier and frankly nicer to collaborate uh and i think riya was uh, one of the lucky few who got to do that and this is just like also the pros and cons of um going through common suffering right uh say for example if you look at it from a perspective of families or like familial uh suffering there is on one end of it there is common suffering of families going through a pandemic stuck stuck in the same house uh where on one spectrum there are families which can work really really well together and sort of you know there's ease in financial burden there is sort of you know uh, ease in emotional burden and things like that while on the other end of spectrum there is stuff like abuse and you know uh, uh, people who just cannot absolutely cannot live with their families and yet have to go through a uh, a larger sort of um uh, issue like a pandemic together um i don't know if this sort of uh fits in over here it makes sense over here but this is what it reminds me of uh you know like the two ends of a spectrum when you're talking about go- collectively going through larger adversities or or sort of adverse adversities that are bigger than you uh, and your sort of social uh, issues or interpersonal issues i mean i also feel like uh because of the pandemic in general there have been a lot of collaborations even digitally and virtually like i have for example collaborated with so many people in the last few months that i wouldn't have normally because there was just no time right like i know people are available on their laptop at all times when when there's a pandemic and i just i just feel like it's been a overall it's been a great time for collaboration even though i mean it's not something that everyone's tried for sure but i just think like if you wanted to reach out to someone that is usually impossible uh even if it's like your instagram god right 
it's possible to do it and you know that the person is going to be there and respond and like communicate back so a good example of this is this podcast we've been tifa has been thinking of doing yeah. a podcast for the last year and we're finally sort of sitting down to do it which i think in itself is a good yeah a good example of what you're talking about i mean but the three curators coming together and like collaborating over conversations is also yeah. like a kind of collaboration right yeah, yeah true and i i think in like the final notes of this i would write this down with like the albert camus quote i know it's a little bit of a cliche but like deal with me now um decency is how you survive the plague uh little words of him in the book the plague which the plague, like yeah. sort of yeah which sort of comes back to this uh story that ria told us and i i think it, the fact that it gives such a positive ending is kind of nice and holds up yeah The following programming was brought to you by Tifa Working Studios, a contemporary art space located in Pune. Tifa strives to work towards bringing you conversations about what it means to create art and what is art essentially in the contemporary times. And you can find out more about Tifa at www.tifa.edu.in. The content on this podcast was designed by Anuj Nakade, Aditi Rakhe and Anokhi Shah with the help of Trishla Talera. The podcast was edited by Anuj Nakade and the intro music for the podcast was provided by Siddharth Merchant aka Triggerfish.wood on Instagram. Special thanks to all the participants of this episode who were willing to come forward and share stories with us. Thank you.